We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Spurious malfeasance is abundant. Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. We're about to have a great show for today, but uh, yeah, let's, well, there's no but about it. Let's just get started. Let's get started with what is new over at lowbiasgaming.net, so you can spend your weekend watching some Let's Plays, watching some good let's plays even when it's scarlet <laughs> which um, most of the wall as we always know is well mostly scarlet so um yeah let's go take a look we have another episode of uh, commander keen goodbye galaxy which i believe is possibly the last one uh as well as two more episodes of jason's let's play of final fantasy 7 uh, three new episodes of Scarlet playing Hollow Knight. Three episodes of him playing Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. Um, four new episodes of Orphan Scion of, Scion of Sorcery. And uh, four new episodes of Darkest Dungeon all by Scarlet. Uh, we also have another episode of Mystery Science Theater over at the forum uh, season 5 episode 8 operation double double oh seven that should be a pretty good one and uh, yeah that is what's going on over at the site and uh, what is going on in life this is your home for video games chiptunes and all things weird and geeky and let's get some music here on square wave symphony ckdu 88.1 fm halifax
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was Aurora, Meet Me in the Stars by Anamanaguchi, and it is decidedly not in today's game from the archives. This can't be. There has never been a great white in in these warm tropical waters before. Never. This is more than a coincidence. However, this shark appears to be possessed, as if it's hunting you down, like it's personal. You better prepare yourself and strike back before it's too late. Will you use the mini-sub, seaplane, sailboat, or just scuba gear? Perhaps it won't even matter. Remember, this is some kind of unbelievably powerful eating machine you're dealing with. Quick, grab your weapons, pack your explosives and check your maps it's out there you know it and it's coming for you this is serious this is the ultimate jaws challenge because this time it's not over until only one of you is left alive so yeah this is jaws um it is an action game i guess for the nintendo uh developed by west one and published by ljn released in 1987. Pretty much the whole LJN part of it should be descriptive enough to make you realize how bad this is. And if you're a little too young to remember LJN, well just remember that LJN has like maybe one or two good titles. Um, And the rest are all licensed garbage. Uh, But anyway, I guess Jason uh, felt like it was still worth uh, listening to, so, um, or rather playing, so there's a video up there if you want to see it, and, um, it might be entertaining. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
And that was Centroid with Speedster. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And uh, speaking of weird, it is time, as usual, for the news of the weird. And uh, as mentioned previously, I am looking for something uh, similar to news of the weird in format and content, but not news of the weird itself, so that I can be doing something other than what Jason is doing for Electric Leftovers. If you have any uh, suggestions for that, uh, tweet me at SquareSym, S-Y-M, and uh, send me your suggestions. Uh, now, as usual, I have not read these, story- uh, read these stories ahead of time, and some of these may not jive well with all audiences. This segment is about 12 to 14 minutes long, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, Unusual Hobby. Hmm. Social media has given us the dubious opportunity to document all manner of celebratory, mournful, hilarious, and contemplative events. And so they have opened the door to fame for Paul Flart, real name Doug, a 31-year-old hospital security guard who took to Instagram in March to share with the world his sphincter sirens. Flart spent a lot of time sitting around at the front desk with nothing to do, but he noticed the lobby has really great acoustics and naturally we all fart. One day I ripped a rather... (laughs) I ripped a rather nice one and got really good sound from it. So the next time it happened, I recorded it and sent it to to my group chat. Seriously? Those lucky friends encouraged him to go viral and helped him choose his Insta handle, Paul Flart. Today, he's racked up more than 20,000 followers, according to Vice. Unfortunately, hospital management isn't among them, and on August 23rd, Flart was fired from his job. But he's not deflated. Oh, I see what you did there. He plans to expand his reach. We can do Paul Flart on vacation, you know, throw in like a Hawaiian shirt and a hat, and then just fart around Florida. I I have no words. I, I really don't. Let's just move on like a candle in the wind. Just probably flaming pretty hard. Government in action. The Public Works Department in San Francisco gets on average 65 calls every day with complaints about feces on the sidewalk. What is this news coming to today? Public Works Director Mohammed Nuru and the city's mayor London Breed London Breed, really? That's cool. Okay. Uh, Put their heads together and came up with a solution. The Poop Patrol. In mid-September, five Public Works employees with a steam cleaner will begin scouring poop, quote, hot spots, such as the Civic Center, Center, Tenderloin, and South Market neighborhoods during the afternoons to clean up what nature has left behind. Another team also cleans overnight. Officials told the San Francisco... Uh, San Francisco Chronicle that the waste comes from dogs and people and the mayor recently allotted about one million dollars for new public restrooms 
I just want the city to be clean, Mayor Breed said. And I want to make sure that we're providing the resources so that it can be. What people are pooping on the street? What is wrong with you, San Francisco? Seriously. You're becoming the next Florida and that's not a good thing. In fact, Florida appears to show up later in this newscast, so... Oh man, bright ideas, ladies and gentlemen, there are two of them. As his trial got underway on August 22nd, Chinese University of Hong Kong associate Professor Ka Kim Sun pleaded not guilty to a breathtaking murder plot. Prosecutors say that in 2015, Ka filled a yoga ball with carbon monoxide and left it in the trunk of his wife's car, where it slowly leaked the nauseous gas and killed his wife and their 16-year-old daughter. I think I prefer the poop stories. The BBC reported that Ka was angry because his wife wouldn't divorce him so that he could be with a student with whom he was having an affair. Wow, okay. When colleagues caught Ka filling the ball, he said he was going to use it to kill rabbits, but in what? But in his statement to police, he said the gas was to kill rats in his home. He, w he is charged with two counts of murder. I should hope so. Very stinky news this week. Eh. More bright ideas. How about something less... that? Jeffrey Tomerlin, 45, was charged with assault oh, geez, on August 19th after he hurled a soft, fluffy, edible weapon at his ex-girlfriend. What? When Tomerlin saw his ex in a car with her new boyfriend, he walked up to her window and threw a biscuit at her face. He also charged the car, banging on it and saying he would kill them, reported WKRN, earning additional charges of public intoxication and vandalism. It was not clear whether the biscuit damaged the ex-girlfriend's face. Next story! Florida says it all. See, I did say Florida was here. I don't read these stories ahead of time, but I did glance at the headlines. So, there you go. On August 20th, the Miami Herald endorsed Republican uh, Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera, who was running to replace uh, Rep. Ileana Ross Lettinen, let's go with that, to represent a district, uh, district that includes parts of Miami and Miami Beach. She lost her primary bid on August 28th. Rodriguez Aguilera had, has been a city official and a business executive, the Herald noted, but conceded, we realize that Rodriguez Aguilera is an unusual candidate. Before she was a candidate, Rodriguez Aguilera appeared on Spanish-language television programs to talk about her experience of being abducted by aliens when she was seven years old. Three beings, two women and a man, who reminded her of Jesus Christ, spoke to her telepathically and took her aboard their spaceship. Inside she saw, quote, round seats that were there and some quartz rocks that controlled the ship and she said that she has communicated with them several times since then. However, editorial page editor Nancy Ancrum didn't think Rodriguez Aguilera's beliefs or past experiences compromised her as an effective public servant. Here's why she chose, uh, here's why we chose her. She's not crazy, Ancrum told the Washington Post. I don't think we went off the rails here. Really? Are you sure about that? Okay. 
Let's just go with that, I suppose. Our next story. Ow! I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be pronounced, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. Mohammed Zayed Ab Abdi Abdidi. Uh, sure. Mohammed Zayed Abdidi, 24, declared that he is quote going back to hookah after a fiery incident on August on August 25th involving his e-cigarette. The cell phone store worker was in an HDTV outlet store in Anaheim, California, buying a new television when the smoking device exploded in his pants pocket. The gentleman, he is running and he is screaming and yelling, store manager and Intel Molar Guzman told NBC4. Apparently, all of his right leg was completely burnt all the way down. Part of his private parts were also kind of affected. While Abdidi ran to the restroom to see his burns, Guzman put out the still-flaming e-cig on the store's floor. Abdidi, who did not go to the hospital, said he still can't walk on his leg. You know, he might go to the hospital if there was universal health care. Political discourse. You stop that, Coolio. You know that has no place in this show. Anyway, maybe the meth made me do it. Except I'm not taking meth. But maybe this person was. Mason Tackett of Floyd County, Kentucky, told WYMT that neighbors called him on August 26 to say his cousin, Philip Higgins, was carrying items out of Tackett's house. When Tackett returned home, he said it looked like he was packing up for a yard sale when he came out. Higgins was, quote, lying, throwing his hands, saying stuff like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. He did pull a gun on me, Tackett said. But what he really couldn't understand was Higgins' choice of items to steal. A cheese grater, an empty Lysol bottle, and soap. Who steals a cheese grater? Tackett asked. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? Must have been a bad batch of methamphetamine around here because Floyd County has gone crazy in the last four days. Higgins was charged with receiving stolen property and being a convicted felon with a firearm. Mm, whether, whether or not there was drugs in that is yet to be determined, I suppose. But I'm sorry you missed it. I'm sorry you missed this. Uh, at least one competitor dressed up as Donald Trump at the World Gravy Wrestling Championships in Lancashire, England on August 27th. As grapplers slipped and slid in the slimy mess, even the referee got toppled a few times. United Press International reported that both men and women participated to support the East Lancashire Hospice. Donald Trump. Hmm. Well, well, maybe they just needed to resort to some extreme me measures. Or maybe it's just something that they do every year. Uh, here are some actual extreme measures, though, to close up the news for today. A man named Tang from Sichuan Province, China, promised his girlfriend Yang that he would buy an expensive luxury car for her. The only problem was that he didn't have the money, so he cooked, he cooked up a scheme inviting Yang and her brothers to the Chengdu car dealership on August 16th, where he had allegedly put down a, a 10,000 yuan payment. Tang asked the group to wait there while he went to get the cash, but instead, according to the Shanghaiist, he went to a supermarket and bought a fruit knife. 
Outside, he found a secluded spot and cut up his own arms, then called Yang and said he had been robbed at knife point of the 750,000 yuan he had supposedly withdrawn for the car. While her brothers took Tang to the hospital, Yang waved for police, who eventually excised the story from Tang. He was sentenced to 10 days in jail and a 500 yuan fine. Considering the amounts of money that um, was involved in that story, that were involved, that seems paltry. Well, anyway. I am not here to discuss the state of laws in China. I am here to discuss weird news, and then I am here to discuss the weather. Uh, currently 21 degrees and mostly cloudy here in Halifax, with a humidex of a mere 22. Looks like our um, extreme weather temperatures are finally coming to a close. Uh, although it is, it is the Maritimes, who the hell knows. Uh, tonight, looking at 13 degrees and a 30% chance of showers. Saturday, September 1st, a 30% chance of showers and a high of 23 degrees, going down to a low of 13 degrees at night and a few clouds. Sunday, September 2nd, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 23, going down to a low of 17 at night and cloudy periods. Monday, September 3rd, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 25, with a low of 18 at night and cloudy periods. Tuesday, September 4th, a 30% chance of showers and a high of 26 degrees, going down to a low of 16 at night and cloudy periods. Wednesday, September 5th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 23, going down to a low of 16 degrees, and guess what? Cloudy periods. And Thursday, September 6th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 23 degrees. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, and let's get some music going, shall we?
that was Jake Vert Kaufman with Below the Waves from his album FX4. And you are listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And it is time for gaming next month. It is the last Friday of the month, in fact, the last day of the month. So we're going to take a quick look at what is coming up in video games for September of 2018, starting with two releases on September 4th, looking at Destiny 2 Forsaken for the for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, as well as Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age for the PS4 and PC. Gone Home is coming out for the Switch on September 6th. September 7th is a lucky day in game releases. We got one, two, three, four, five, six releases. Uh, Immortal Unchained being the first one listed here for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then NBA 2K19 for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, as well as NBA Live 19 for the PS4 and Xbox One. Why the NBA has two video games coming up is beyond me. SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy is coming up for the Switch and PS4 also on September 7th, including, uh, as well as Marvel's Spider-Man for the PS4. And remember how last month I said that the 3DS didn't seem to have any releases coming up? Well, it has at least three of them, and uh, Nintendo, I believe, announced that they're going to be supporting the, um, the 3DS uh, ways into the new year, so well, let's watch out for that. The game itself is Yokai Watch Blasters, Red Cat Core, and White Dog Squad, coming for the 3DS on September 7th. Uh, the next Nintendo Labo kit is coming out, the vehicle kit for the Switch, uh, coming out on September 14th, as well as three other releases, including NHL 19 for the PS4 and Xbox One, Shadow of the Tomb Raider for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and Black Clover Quartet Knights for the PS4 and PC. September 18th brings us Insurgency Sandstorm for the PC. Uh, September 21st is a day that I'm looking forward to. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna the Golden Country Expansion coming out for the Switch. It is also available as a standalone title, so you don't have to have played the original game to play that one. Valkyria Chronicles 4 for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC is dropping on September 25th, as well as Pathfinder Kingmaker for the PC. Life is Strange, yes it is. Um, Life is Strange 2 Episode 1 is coming for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC on September 27th. And finally, on September 28th, we're looking at FIFA 19 for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PS3, 360, and PC, going back a generation there. And finally, Dragon Ball Fighters for the Switch coming out as well on September 28th. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And uh, let's get some more tunes going, shall we?
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was Escape by Zabutom. And, uh, yeah, let's go on to our next thing. And today I want to talk about a game, more specifically a series of games which I've been playing lately. I'm talking about the Cell series, starting with Hex Cells. These are all puzzle games for the PC, developed and published by Matthew Brown and released between 2014 and 2017. Let's start by talking about the presentation. I'm going to cover all five games in this section since they're all pretty similar. The games focus on providing a clean gameplay experience from start to finish. For the most part, this what this means is bare minimal graphics, bare minimal sounds, and bare minimal ambient music, if you can really call it music. Square Cells is the only one of the five games which has a dark theme, which I think would have bef- benefited the other games as well. Cross Cells also has a weird water rippling effect when you move the cursor and click, but that can be turned off if you don't like it. Now for the games themselves. First, start, let's start with the trio of Hex Cells games. The basic premise of these of the game is similar to Minesweeper. You start with a board of hexag of hexag hexagonal panels. There we go. Some of which may be opened up to two numbers. Those numbers indicate how many of the adjacent cells are blue, with this game's equivalent of cells with mines. The first level are simple enough. If anything, they're easier than Minesweeper since you only need to worry about six adjacent cells rather than eight. If, in fact, if, even if you misclick on a blue cell, the game is not over. You just lose points from the current level, though you'll need to get enough points to move on to the next set of levels. Then the difficulty sets in. There are numbers outside the field which indicate how many blue cells there are underneath it. There are number modifiers to show whether the blue cells are adjacent or whether they should be split up. It all starts to get pretty tricky by, by the end of it, but if playing Minesweeper is old hat to you, a full run of the game with perfect scores will still not take you more than a couple of hours. Then there's Hexels Plus. Oh boy. Again, the first few sets of levels aren't all that awful. In fact, this game doesn't really depart much from the original. However, there is one new mechanic which does sort of throw a wrench into the mix, and by the end of it, you need to have fairly huge logical leaps in order to to deduce the correct answers. I've personally gone through 20 hours in this into this game without it being able to perfectly clear it. Where the first game's difficulty ranges from super basic to taxing, the second goes from simple to Fergus. One downfall of the first two games is the fact that they have a finite number of levels which never change. Once they're done, they're done, and there's not really much ba- much reason to go back to uh, back to them unless you haven't got perfect scores in every level. Thus, Hexel's Infinite was born. Now, I just got this game recently, so I can't speak for the end game level of difficulty. However, the big selling point of Hexel's Infinite is, as the name implies, infinite levels. Well, okay, not quite infinite. Now, it still has a standard set of levels like the other two, but it also includes a pseudo-random level generator, so you can play the game for as long as you like to your heart's content. Well, so long as you don't end up running through all 100 million level seeds. If you're playing on Steam, aim for 60, as there's an achievement for that, but no other ones past that. My biggest gripe about these games is the default control scheme. Normally in Minesweeper, you left-click if you think a cell does not have a mine, and right-click if you think it does. However, by default, in these games, when you left-click on a cell, you're saying that you think it's blue, and when you right-click, you're saying that you think it's not, which is the exact opposite of Minesweeper. I really have to say that sort of 
of counterintuitive. If you're going to make a game which is of similar style to another game, at least have the controls be the same. Fortunately, these can be remapped, but with Hexels and Hexels Plus, you can only do so outside the game from the, from the configuration screen that pops up at the very beginning. At least the later game, Hexels Infinite, as well as the other two games in the Cell series, allow you to, to swap the controls in-game. The next game I'll talk to you about is Square Cells. Now, I've discovered nonogram puzzles in the form of the, the Game Boy game Mario's Picross a long time ago and have enjoyed playing them ever since. If you don't know what that is, it's basically a grid of squares with numbers surrounding them to indicate how many squares in each row or column should be marked and how, how many should be cleared. For instance, if you have the numbers 1, 2, 1 on a row, you know that there should be one square marked, at least one square cleared, two more squares marked and next to each other, at least one square cleared and one square marked. Square Cells starts out that way with some very simple nonogram puzzles. However, because the Cells games are inherently evil deep down, the game starts doing very nasty things. Some rows or columns may show a total number of squares to be marked without any, indica any indication of how many of them should be grouped up. Some may not even show any numbers at all. There are, some, uh, there are some cells with numbers on them indicating how many other cells should be grouped up with it in any direction. In at least one instance, the game doesn't even seem to give you enough information to even make an educated guess as to what's safe to clear and what's not, until you realize that the fact that the game tells you how many cells need to be cleared in total is actually a crucial hint to solving the puzzle. Presently, I'm on the next to last puzzle and it is diabolical. The best thing, however, is that this game includes some quality of life features which the first two Hexels game lacked. The ability to reset a puzzle while staying in it, and more importantly, the ability to save your progress within a puzzle. There is nothing worse to have than having to spend half an hour doing logic jump after logic jump, not making any, any mistakes, only to have to put the game away and start over next time. For that, Square Cells has got you covered. There's also cross cells, but unfortunately I'm kind of out of time at this point, so maybe I'll talk about it next time? We'll see. In the end, the Square Cell the the Cell series is a solid one for puzzle enthusiasts of all kinds, and each offers many hours of gameplay, except the first Hex Cells anyway. But careful that you don't get lost in the cells. If so, you might end up in a padded one. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
And that last song was Blitz Lunar with Circum Horizon Arc, and that will be it for today's show. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's not often that I don't time these quite right, but apparently that's the case this time. Oh well, um, that's just how it goes. Uh, but we will be back, of course, next time with some more stuff and things and stuff. Uh, until then, it is time for the end credits. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Gaming Next Month is powered by Game Informer, gameinformer.com. Segment music composed by Format, Manabu Numiki, Noriki Kamikura, Simon Whittington, Sean Daly, Nifless, and Ensnare. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show, coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour Earth and Sky at 7pm and The Vinyl Factory at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.